welcome everybody. I am so happy you guys are joining us again for episode two of Confessions of Preacher's Kids. And with me today, we have... Sam. Sam, my older brother. Um, yeah. Right now, Jude and Daniel are in the background working with the technical stuff. Um, they will join us from time to time, but right now they're in the background working with all of the audio, the things that need to be worked on. Um, just from the first episode, I'm sure you guys know our parents are pastors at House of Faith Ministries in New Jersey, yeah, um, yeah. North Brunswick, 900 Edwin Street, if you guys want to stop by. Um, and right now we have our beautiful sisters joining us. Hi. We have Asia and we have Carmita. Asia's husband is Jude and Carmita's husband is Daniel. And I am so happy. <laughs> we are so happy for them uh, to have them on today. And just so you know, fun fact about them, both of them are also preacher's kids. How coincidental. I'm sorry. Um, a little <laughs> awkward. But uh, we are going to discuss certain things when it comes to, I believe, um, I believe it's faith and doubt when in a being a preacher's kid. So, um, Sam, you want to take on from here? Yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, the, the way we want the episodes to go is we, we're going to have some topics we, we're actually going to be looking at, but it's really a, a chance for you to share your story with the rest of the world. So today we just want to start off really simple. Tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, uh, who you are and how it was or how life was being raised in a preacher's home. So let's start with you, Carmita. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi. Um, <clears throat> okay. Um, <clears throat> just like Dorcas mentioned, I'm good. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Daniel is my husband, my handsome, you know, wonderful husband. Okay. Uh, okay. Come on, <laughs> bust him up. Bust him up. Be married, you know, and that's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. So I recently just doing um house of faith because you know i had to leave you know my my nest which was healing center before um and i think that's one thing that comes with marrying a pastor's kid is you leaving you know as a woman is you leaving your daddy's church right your your parents mm -hmm. household your comfortable nest and to follow your husband it's biblical people you follow your husband wherever he takes you <laughs> um <clears throat> so i recently been going to house of faith for about a year now um and it has been amazing um it's been a new experience it's a new culture so it's it's been very 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 good um and you know marrying to a pastor's kid i feel like i don't know if asia um, maybe feel like that too sometimes people try to give us some type of like special treatment you know but it's like it's not really necessary um but just normal people right right <laughs> thank you thank or, you preach right or they expect us to sit somewhere specific in the sanctuary like up front behind the pastors but it's like no we don't we don't really have to do that <laughs> we don't really have to do that so it's a whole different experience and and it's it's a wonderful experience too thank you thank you carmita how about you asia my god uh, <laughs> <laughs> So my husband is Jude. Um, okay, girl. I love him. Okay, okay. <laughs> Come on. Oh man. Um, and you know, he just—he's a preacher's kid, and I didn't know that about him at first, but I found out. And uh, so we kind of connected on that, um, but we kind of both had a similar experience, I guess. But, um, you know, he picked up this little half black, half Puerto Rican chick and <laughs> now I'm in House of Faith and I love it. And <laughs> like Carmita said, you know, just like leaving your leaving your church, you know, to follow your 
husband, your shepherd of your own household mm-hmm. um, was a different thing. But I'm all about adventure. So I, I, I just love it. And I, I love where we are. I love our space. I think I think I'm supposed to say something about myself, but. Yeah. Well, yeah, you are. <laughs> you are supposed to say something about yourself. <laughs> well, let, let, let me let me let, let me make a little easier, I guess. Okay. So both of you kind of talked about being from being from a preacher's home. So, you know, you kind of you kind of know the lifestyle a little bit. But one of the things that, you know, I, I don't know if you can you can attest to is there's different cultures. <laughs> You know, we're pastors kids from Africa and you're a pastor's kid in America. So mm-hmm. kind of walk us through a little bit about you know the experience that you had when you were at your home and compare it a little bit to the the pastor's, the culture. The pastor's kid experience, the different culture that we have here. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's start with Asia. Lord. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up in like a Baptist church, like Ooh, black Baptist, <laughs> holy praise Ghost, breaks, hymns, praise breaks, yes. I mean, like crazy praise breaks, like long night services and worship conferences. And I don't know, basically growing up, I, I was in church like every day. Yeah, just about, you know, for everything. So for practices, for services, midweek, prayer service, <laughs> like, you know, like church is your second home, you know, mm-hmm. growing up, literally. Um, which when I, I guess when I was a kid, you know, I didn't know anything else. So um, it's not like I wanted to be anywhere else I guess it wasn't until I think I got a little bit older in like high school and you know you get friends and there's like prom and you want to like do other stuff but other than that church was like everything pretty much your second home and your second family that is true (laughs) yeah so how was the culture like from your church back, you know, PA, and then now House of Faith. Like, is the culture different? Like, where? What's your yeah. experience? Gosh, where do like you know the fundamentals? I think are always the same. You know, mm-hmm. um, just faith, loving God, believing in salvation. Uh, especially tongues, speaking in tongues <laughs> in the Baptist church is like huge. So coming here wasn't anything new. But I think one thing that like I experienced differently, like culturally, other than like, you know, the language and maybe even like the type of praise and worship mm-hmm. was just like uh, for me personally, the a difference. I, I hate to say this, but like, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but like the difference in faith, like, you know, when you hear people talk about like crazy faith, you know, like coming from a place where everybody, you know, spiritual, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, but like, let's talk about having some faith. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Let's talk about believing God for some things, speaking it into existence and just the power of prayer, the power of faith. I think that was like a major difference. And I don't know if it's kind of like a cultural thing too, but just like there's some power, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> just learning how to use that power, uh, the power of God, I think was like, you know, something really different. Um, And also just like, you know, being an American, I guess, mostly. And then also being Spanish, definitely. There's always like a difference in learning about culture and the language, you know, the language barrier I know was like a, a big thing for me, but everybody was super helpful and super like uh, willing to share and to translate because I needed it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I remember, oh my goodness. But like, you know, even singing in the uh, the choir and like on the praise and worship team, 
sometimes there just be some songs and we're like, oh, we didn't rehearse this. I remember when you got put <laughs> on the like, spot. You got put on the spot by one of the pastors <laughs> to sing a cheese song. And we're like, oh, okay. And you're like, what's what's that part again? <laughs> Can you sing it a little slower? <laughs> Yo, I'd be doing some mean in the beginning, I'd be doing some mean lip syncing. Like. Yes. <laughs> Well, sometimes that's what you have to do. Well, I'm going through that right now uh, with Mm -hmm. COVID, Asia, and then you being with the baby. Um, I'm going through that, honey, where it's like, okay, we go through practice. We know the song. Okay, these are the songs we're going to sing. And then dad come with the song. And I'm like, okay, we did not practice this one. Um, I don't know. The cue card. Right. And you know, the funny thing is. looking at her, trying to like mouth the words to her. Right. So the funny thing is, is like now everybody's wearing a mask. So they're trying to mouth the words, but it's like you wearing a mask. So I can't see the words you're trying to tell me. So I, I know, I know. I can't imagine. Yesterday at rehearsal, she had like her pen and paper and she was writing it down the way in which she heard it. Yes. So that she can sing it. Yep. Wow. Anything, anything uh, works. That's awesome. How about you, Carmen? Thank you. Thank you, Asia. How about you, Carmita? Um, so with when if we're talking about you know the culture and so I have like a whole different um experience I want to say as a PK. Um I want to say I'm more of like a adoptive P- PK where biologically like growing up, you know, I didn't grow up in a um Okay, I don't want to say not a Christian household because they're going to tell you they are Christian. <laughs> but, you know, you know, once you give your life to Christ, it's like, uh-uh, no, this is not Christian-like, okay? Yeah. So, <laughs> like, there's a big difference. So, um, it wasn't until, like, I come here to the U.S. and I give my life to Christ. And that's when um, my dad um, took me in and have me as his own daughter. And... Um, So that was so different for me where when I tell you church ministry became my life, I was going to school. So my life was school. Well, one time it was just school and church, school, School, church and church. And then when I started working, then it become school, School, work, work, church, 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 church. (laughs) And then school, it was, yes. And which was difficult because I had a lot of close family members and they couldn't understand why I was so devoted. And a lot of them, they were like, Oh, you live at this church. Um, every day it's a church, 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 church. What is this church thing doing for you? So I was also struggling with that on the side where it's like, people don't understand if only you knew what I'm gaining Mm -hmm. by giving my life, by giving my all, by serving, by, you know, if only you knew you would follow me. But it was, I was also dealing with a lot of this pressure on the side where it's like, and then again, that's where like faith would come in because sometimes, you know, we get tested because as, as Christian, it's part of the Christian life. We are going to get tested. And then you have people, close family members are supposed to be encouraging you, telling you, Mm-hmm. All this church, right? So, what is that gonna do for you? You know, so it, it, it takes a lot of toll mentally. Um, you know, being devoted because once you enter that realm of, okay, you are now a pastor's kid, mm-hmm. so this is your life now, and you just have to learn on how to block everything else, distraction, you know, negative words, whatever it might be, keep it out so you can just focus on, um, you know, the church. So that, Mm -hmm. that was like very tough growing up. Um, but the Lord knows I never gave up. I never gave up regardless of what every, everybody was saying. I never gave up, um, to the point where like Daniel still found me in church. I never left church. I stayed there. I knew I found it something good. God was very good to me. Um, my daddy was really good to me. That man invested so much in me and did so much. Like, it was like, yeah, like, yeah. yes, you are, you are my father. So, um, so it was very, very hard and very hard to balance also with, with everybody wow, yeah. else around. I me. think what some people don't understand of being a preacher's kid 
like you were saying, it involves a lot of balance. Mm -hmm. It really does because literally we're like the first people in church, the last people to leave. And people don't get that. It like they they don't seem to understand. It's almost like they don't get why we mm-hmm. we do it. And the thing is, we're in church, but then we choose to also do ministry mm-hmm. because in my honest opinion, I feel like preachers' kids have a call some way in some shape, you know, or form, like on them. Some of those are in church. Some of them might not be in the pulpit, but they're working like Jude and Daniel. They might not be in the pulpit, but they're also doing ministry. You know, they're working with the, well, Daniel is, you know, on the pulpit playing and everything, leading prayer. And and I'm so glad, like you brought up a whole topic about how it's like being raised as a preacher's kid. Because being a preacher's kid, people think almost like we should suck it up and deal with it, but they don't understand that we're also human. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't necessarily ask to be preacher's kids, but being a preacher's kid, it it is a blessing, but it's hard because all eyes are on you. Yes. You mess. You can do something that somebody else's child did. Mm-hmm. And that child might have done something worse than you, but guess what? You get crucified for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, do you know what your child is doing? Mm-hmm. And then you're pointing the finger at me. So I just wanted to ask both of you, like, I think, Carmina, you touched on it. Like, how was it? What are the pros and cons of being a preacher's kid? If there's any. Ooh. Okay, so okay, so one of the pros, right, of being a preacher's kid, I want to say is um, you constantly, constantly have that push to pray to go yes. to church. Yes. <laughs> so it's not it's not a choice. Everybody else can be like, you know what? I don't feel good today. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna sleep. sleep. Mm-hmm. But when you're a preacher's kid, your parents will tell you, well, then you need to go to the hospital, which is the church. <laughs> okay. And then this is where you're going to find your healing. It. So it's like, I need another day. <laughs> right. So whatever prayer is happening, you're there. Yeah. Regardless if you like, like it. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm sleepy. Or oh, we used to have to do homework in church. You know, some ki- parents yes. leave their kids at home to do you homework. Have to bring it. Mm-hmm. We yes. bring it to us. We're in administration. My mom will come. You almost done. And then she like leave the door open and pray. Mm-hmm. I should type. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then you were sitting there speaking in tongues, typing your paper for mm-hmm. <laughs> to hand in the at midnight. Like and when and something's f- going on in the church, and you start mm-hmm. typing what's going on in, in <laughs> your <laughs> actual homework. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> and you keep typing backspace That's and if there's thing. point it's like point number one and you t- oh number this one. is not this is not a sermon let's go back let's go back yeah. second so, corinthian right. <laughs> well this is not math <laughs> that is so tr- i don't know how many times i've had to bring my homework to church to finish it or leave the homework or project Mm-hmm. Go to church, come back, back and and go back to it, and then I don't go to sleep until midnight, one o'clock, and I gotta mm-hmm. wake up at five or six o'clock in the morning, and it's like a cycle, mm-hmm. and that's like sacrifices that we have to make. We it's almost like we don't necessarily have the option mm-hmm. to stay home, mm-hmm. you know. But you're right. I think it is a pro that we'll always have that drive because we are resilient you know if something happens we know what to fall back on Mm -hmm. we know okay it's time for us to go on our knees and pray Mm -hmm. or it's time for us to worship god like you know it's it's all good yeah yeah how about about you asia what's another what's another pro another pro well i mean i i feel like i have a to preface, I feel like I have a, <laughs> like a slightly different experience mm-hmm. and I just, you know, because it's a podcast and we're all being real. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up. Yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in the church and I think a pro is definitely um, constantly being reminded of the God you serve scripture. And like, it's, it's always being, um, poured into you, you know? So even like when you're going through a hard time and you're going through stuff, you still have the word filling you. You still have power of prayer. You still have, you know, uh, 
the power of worship, praise, you know, all these biblical truths and, um, you know, your your suit of armor, so to speak, you know, that protect you and shield you. But for me personally, I grew up in the church and I have like similar in the same experiences, but I know for myself, I went through a phase where I didn't want to be in ministry, you know, I didn't want to serve, not because I didn't love God, but just because uh, there was things that I was going through Mm -hmm. at the time that um, made me um, cautious of people in the church. And because, you know, like you're in ministry and I don't know if you can, I'm, I'm sure you all can attest to this, but when you see people like come for your family, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and then you don't know, you don't know what to, to do with that. You know, you, you love God and you're not going to go act crazy and confront them necessarily on them as much as you want to, um, or would think about it. <laughs> but at the same time, the certain things discourage you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know for myself, like, um, after, you know, my, my mother passed away, you know, I went through this like depression and I, I didn't want to, I, I removed myself from my church family. You know, I came to church, I prayed, I did everything, but I was uncomfortable with people, you know? So sometimes I think that can be a negative. Thank, thank God that I was still so connected to God um, and connected to my family and connected to the spirit that even though I had those doubts and even though I had those, those things going on, I still, I was like, well, if I can't trust you, at least I can, I know I can trust him, right. you know, mm-hmm. and it might take some time, but I'm going to work it out, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're going to get through this me, myself and I, and God, <laughs> Right. You know, so I feel like my experience was a little bit like different in that I did struggle with um, the reality of just people and how serious sometimes things can get. And I think people forget that we are still people and we we feel and we have things going on in our lives mm-hmm. that, you know, um, that are just like, you know, the people in the pew. But we we have to have like a, you know, a solid face and be an example, you know, and just, um, you know, lead by example instead of just uh, succumbing, you know, to whatever is going on. You know, we've got to be more than conquerors, you know, um, through faith. And it's just, uh, it's not easy. It's not easy, but I think a a positive thing definitely, definitely is just always stay connected to your source, which is God, you know, because even even when you you try to do things you shouldn't do sometimes (laughs) or you you shouldn't do the Holy Spirit, God he convicts you, he pulls you back Mm -hmm. in and he says, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. That's not what we taught you now. That's not what we do. Mm-hmm. So I I really, I, I under, um, uh, throughout my life in middle school, high school, and college even especially, I just, I was just blown away by the grace of God and just understanding and being in awe of the fact that I am his child mm-hmm. and he loves me. Amen. That love isn't going anywhere. That's right. That love for other people isn't going anywhere. And you can get so caught up in yourself. You can get so caught up in the things that are going on. But um, the power of God is real. The grace of God is real. And um, I, I feel blessed to have experienced that because I feel that if I wasn't in that type of a household, if I wasn't a pastor's kid, would I have had the same resilience? Would I have had the same resolve to uh, fight my my own battles, you know, um, with him? I, you know, I don't, I couldn't answer that, but God, you know, God in all his wisdom 
and all his magnificence saw me fit to be where I am, the daughter of who I am, go through what I've gone through and come out the other side, praise God. So I'm just, Mm -hmm. you know, right. I was just thankful. I just get blown away by God all the time. That is so awesome. That is is so amazing. I'm, I'm really... I'm really glad you kind of talk about that because I, I do believe that, you know, I think as what Carmita was saying earlier, when people kept asking uh, her, what do you get out of this? And that's mm-hmm. what we get, you know, that's yeah. what we get as, as PKs. So now we kind of talk about the fun, fluffy, good stuff. Now let's get real. <laughs> What's some of the cons of being a PK? Now who's going to go first? <laughs> Just keep it real, y'all. Keep it real. Well, I think like Asia talked about like a couple of them. Oh, Lord have mercy. Okay. So one thing that was very, very, very hard for me is seeing my loved ones getting hurt by the people they're praying for, Mm. the people that they're fasting for. Mm. And, you know, like I I have a prophecy over my life where I will become one day a pastor and a pastor's wife, right? So that I had a lot of questions seeing all that stepping back and see how my mom had to deal with certain things and still love the people. And then I'm telling you, the love is pure. And I'm like, because I had to have a conversation with God. I'm like, listen, um, are you sure about this? Are you sure <laughs> about this thing? Because seriously, because it's like, you know, at the end of the day, yes, you know, we are in church. However, we also have feelings. I'm not saying that I'm going to be rude or, you know, like, you know, say things that I'm not supposed to say, but I can nicely and very respectfully check you, put you on your place. You know what I mean? But my mom... She is the kind of woman where she's like very sweet and she she doesn't like chaos and drama. Um, there was like a lot of rumors like in the same the, the ministry, like like I, I watched my dad go seven, 14 days without eating and then fasting cannot we cannot have a regular family dinner. Every second, the phone is like ringing and, you know, 2 a.m. in the morning. Mm. Okay, I need to go. Somebody's sick. And then these are the same kind of people going against, you know, the men of God and their family. And I'm, you know, me sitting back and I'm like, "Do, do you really have to do that? Like, this is literally, this is natural consequences, right? So it's like, you know, so that was like a very... It took me a while and I'm still praying because I, I can't see somebody coming after my husband or yeah. spreading lies on my husband and me yeah. still turn around and look at you in your face with a genuine love and say, I'm still here for you. When yeah. two seconds ago, you were just literally bashing my husband's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I I said, I'm still praying. I like- I'm still praying. <laughs> I'm praying for you. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, but like, I hear you because I, I feel like I have more like, I feel like God has given me a lot of patience, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like I have patience for if somebody were, you know, saying things about, you know, my husband, God forbid, but I mean, it happens, but, <laughs> but like since having a kid, like that's like a whole new level of crazy. Like, I feel like if anybody were to say anything (laughs) about my kid, (laughs) like God, God, we're going to have to talk Jesus Mm -hmm. because you're going to have to work on me. But um, no, but that's funny. That's funny. Like, I'm glad. And then. Uh, Go ahead. Sorry. So I was going to say, like, a lot of time, you know, having those tough conversations with, you know, our parents, right? So we we have to have those kind of conversations so we can have, like, a deeper understanding. Okay, why are you still going through this? And one of the, like, most (laughs) common answers they give us is, you know, well, Jesus went through it, right? Jesus. Oh, my goodness. um, Jesus went through worse. You know, Jesus only had 12 disciples and one of them, you know, right? So it's like, but, you know, if we're being real and this is the kind, the time for you to be like, 
Well, thank God I'm not Jesus. <laughs> but you know, but again, the 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 thrive is for us to be like, like Jesus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. like these are the 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 tough things that that it takes a special anointing. It takes mm-hmm. it takes a special it anointing to and serve, to yeah. lead in the in the house of the Lord. Because again, we're dealing with people. And and those are one of the things where it's like, I'm not saying that us, you know, we don't do wrong to others we probably do do some stuff that we don't even know about because yeah you know all eyes are on us um however it's just like finding that grace and to say lord help me you know some people might think oh it comes with the job but you know you can also be nice too Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can also recognize that they are sacrificing for you. You know, I have a friend who said, like, our parents, we lose out on some things because of the congregation, but we don't say anything about it because we have the understanding of what ministry is, you know, and it's almost like, oh, just suck it up, deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it comes with it, but it's like, no. Our parents are human beings, too. Sometimes they get discouraged, too. Sometimes they go through pain. See, daddy can be sick, and he's up in the pulpit uh, mm-hmm. preaching. Yeah. And then you're going to go around and say something about him? Yeah, and you see like, all the struggle, and you're like... Yeah, like, I pray, like, God, hold my tongue. Let me bite my tongue. It's so- like Jesus, when they're like, crucify him, we'd rather have Barabbas. And you're like, what? <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. So you said something, Dorcas, and 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 I think my my dad had to explain this to me, right? Because I, I told I told him the same thing, and I was like, "You're doing all these things for them," and I think a lot of time we need to step back and be like, "We're not doing it for them." So, it. and I think that's one of the things like we have to constantly keep in our mind is like a lot of the things that we're doing when we're serving is not for the people. It's literally for us, right? Because the Bible says Jesus is going to say, I was sick. You didn't come and visit me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in jail. You didn't come visit me. I was hungry. You didn't feed me. So it's like, and then my dad always always say this, where his dream was to be a physician, like a doctor. Mm-hmm. He went to school and everything. And then, you know, went to take the exam. No, God was like, I didn't call you to be a doctor. I call you to be a pastor. So he literally had to walk away from that to do full-time ministry. Mm. And and I'm like, that's that's a lot of money. Like you you left that <laughs> and because sometimes like if we're really being real and I'm daddy, if you're watching this, <laughs> I'm sorry. So if you're really being real, sometimes you know the pastors they struggle financially. Yeah. And I'm like, you 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 were supposed to be a doctor, and then okay, all right, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. We didn't even have health insurance. <laughs> like, we didn't have health insurance either. Right. Like we, my parents had to go hungry so that we can eat. And we went, but they, they don't see all the struggles. They see the blessing and then they talk. And it's like, you, they, they paid for it. So we're about to, we're about to end soon, but it's uh, a couple of questions we have left now. I want to, before I ask this question, I want to share a stat with you real quick. So uh, there's a group called the Barner, the Barner Group. They, uh, they did a survey called Prodigal Pastor's Kid, Fact or Fiction. And I'm going to share some stats with you and I'm going to ask you a question. So they asked a bunch of pastor's kids, um, you know, where, where they are in their work with Christ. So here's the, um, here's the numbers. 40% of them said they went through a period where they significantly doubted their faith. Mm-hmm. 33% said they, they are no longer actively involved in a church, but, mm-hmm. they're, still, but they're still Christians. Mm-hmm. And 7% said they no longer considers themselves to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. So my seven percent, seven percent, yeah. So seven percent have absolutely just broken off. Thirty-three percent said we don't want to be part of the church, and forty percent said that at some point in their life they significantly doubted their faith, mm-hmm. right? And then they kind of asked why, 
why they decided, why they doubt your faith or why they be, they decided to not be part of the church anymore. 28% said it was unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. placed on them. 18% said exposure to the negative aspect of the church. Mm-hmm. 17% said their, their parent, the pastor, was too busy for them. says faith was not modeled consistently at home. Mm. Mm. 9% say there was a worldly influence of peers that Mm. influenced them. 7% say self-discovery and free will resulting in rebellion. And 7% said a failure to make their faith their own. Hmm. So with that on my, in mind, right, mm-hmm. have, did you ever in your life came across um, a moment where you resisted God? And if so, why? Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love how she said it. Yes. She went, um... Yes. Yes. (laughs) I remember. Oh, my. I remember there was a time and I was literally questioning the existence of God. It wasn't even because I wasn't, you know, it wasn't because it's so funny because when you're in that moment, you literally forget about everything that God has done to prove himself to you. But you're just focusing on what's going on right now. It was around school. So. You know, I was going to work, going to school, going to church. I had no life. I, I didn't have I didn't have friends. Actually, my husband will tell you when he met me, I had no friends. I didn't have time for friends. I didn't have time for boyfriends. I didn't have time for any of that. So I wanted I'm to focus. To have boyfriends. <laughs> Preach. Say for the people in the back. Thank you. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, but, sister. Speak your truth. Right. So I was doing everything that you know in my mind is like I'm doing everything right. Why can I have, why I don't have money to go to school? So like I'm going to college and then I see my sister over there. Do worldly we things. Bo- we both know the kind of life that she's leaving. We, we both know, like she ain't even like, she's not even shy Hiding about it. it. Right. Mm-hmm. She has somehow this is giving her money. This company is giving her money. And I'm here, sister, struggling. So I remember one time I they told me at school, like I was going to get suspended if I don't give like $20,000 by Friday. And it was like Wednesday already. And I'm like, Mm. So, okay, God, this is this is your moment right here to show up like this. This is it. Show out. Come on. Show out. Right. So are you even here? Like I'm doing all this. Like, where are you? She's not doing all that. What is going on? So every time it's so funny, every time it's I, I, I face that hardship and things are not going the way that I feel like it's supposed to be going, right? The way I feel like it's supposed to be going. That's when I question, okay, are you here? Are you, are mm-hmm. you, are you listening to me? Is everything that I'm doing, do you, do you consider this stuff? Like, so my college years, There was a Mm. lot of doubt, a lot of questioning, a lot of God, where are you? Where are you going to step in? What is going on? So that happened a lot during college for me. Thank you for sharing, Carmen. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I know it's not easy. I have a story, but I'll share it later. Hi, Miss Asia. (laughs) It's your turn, sister. Yo. Real. <laughs> I've been through some things. <laughs> when you were reading those off, I was like, mm, yep. 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 <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but I'm I I think uh, God dealt with me so funny because I uh I don't even know where to start. <laughs> like uh man. All right. So 
being real and being honest, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I think, again, I'm going to preface it. I think being in ministry and being like a pastor's kid or, or, or whomever, wherever you are listening to this, <laughs> um, it's like being in a pressure cooker, you know, all eyes are on you all the time. You have very, very high expectations. Um, but God knows the reality. God knows you. He sees you. He sees mm-hmm. what you're dealing with. You know, he sees, you know, the doubt, the lack of faith, sometimes the questioning, you know, he see, you know, he sees your relationships. He sees everything, you know, God knows everything. He sees everything. And uh, he knows the needs of his children. So I'm just going to preface it mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. So like, like I said before, you know, I, um, my mother passed away and I was 11 years old. And in that happening, my father likely so went through some things, you know, he went through a really hard time. Mm -hmm. He's a, a minister, you know, but it was a really real period and I had to grow up really fast mm-hmm. and you go from like being a kid and like what Dorcas is saying, being naive and, you know, being sheltered, so to speak, like your parents hiding this bubble. Yeah. The, putting you in a bubble to protecting you, so to speak, to every to that bubble burst <laughs> like. Wow. <laughs> instantly burst and all of a sudden you know you you uh have to become someone to almost help your covering mm-hmm. your protection and help protect them you know and i'm just gonna put that in like short and sweet in a nice way so and it 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 becomes a lot of responsibility and uh but i i I will say that even through everything that i went through and the side effects of all of that aftermath of all of that and you know going to college trying to rebel so to speak (laughs) a big try (laughs) a a big old try but nah 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 because I think I think what happens is is you 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 try to do things but you know when you're a child of God like it doesn't feel right or sit right within your spirit so it's almost like uh, why am I even doing this why am i here (laughs) yeah what like this is this is not this is not uh for me like be in the world but not of the world i'm not this i'm not made for this this is not um this is not me this is Mm -hmm. not what god made me to be you know so Setting all of that aside, I will say, though, that I never doubted God ever. Um, In fact, God was probably the only thing that kept me sane, to be honest. Like, I I think the knowing and trusting in him and seeking him. And if you try something and it's not right, it's like, okay, God, where I, I know I'm going through this crazy period. I know I don't have any money. <laughs> I got food. <laughs> I did not have food. Oh my gosh. I was a starving <laughs> college student. I was eating crackers and peanut butter that were free <laughs> from the cafeteria. Oh, no. <laughs> I got so sick one time. <laughs> but I don't know. But Besides the besides the point, but um, but I never, I I will say I never 
lost my faith in God because even like during that whole period where, you know, the mom thing and the depression thing and the anger thing, <laughs> like I was like, but God, I, I wanted to run away. There were, there were times where I wanted to, to just run away, you know, and, and leave. And I don't know what I was going to do with myself, but I wanted to run away. But like, uh, I would always, I would always pray and I would always talk to God for long periods of time in the night. Like I hate to say it, but in the night hour, I would just, I would be up for hours sometimes just talking to God and sometimes just crying and just saying, I, I know what it seems like, but I'm going to hold on to you. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let go. And um, I don't know. I it it I. That's that's why when I said before, just like just understanding the the power of God and and being in even a new place where that was so evident and it seems like it's happening all the time. It was like I had to go through a really long struggle process to to get to that aha moment where I could be like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because my God is all powerful. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm done talking. <laughs> so, so with all that being said with preachers kids, cause I know there's a preacher's kid somewhere who had like, you know, it's going through what we've all been through, right? What advice would you guys give to a preacher's kid who's struggling, who's doubting, who feels like dad, dad or mom, you know, should be more at home. You know, what advice would you give to those preacher's kids? Um, so after hearing the the statistics, the numbers that Sam um, just put out there and they're not pretty numbers, right? Um, so one thing I want to say is, if, if you notice, a lot of the famous pop star singers um, that we have right now in the world, they all started in church, right? Yeah. So something is happening, pushing people outside of church. The devil. And yes, okay, in disguise, okay? Um, But I think one of the things that is not being done is, it is, when you think about it, it is the parents' responsibilities to start the child with faith, to start the child with church and pushing that, all that thing that we talked about before, um, being a pro, right? Like, uh, um, where it's like, okay, you don't have a choice. You're going to church and things like that. So I feel like a lot of people or preachers, kid, they never had that time to get to know God for themselves mm-hmm. because now church becomes a ritual. It becomes a ritualistic behavior, right? So it becomes like a OCD thing where it's like on Sunday, I know it has to be church. And then it comes to a point where if you don't have a real relationship or you don't have any type of, um, you know, experience, a personal experience, then you're going to walk right out because you're going to come to a point where it's like, I am old enough. My parents can't tell me what to do anymore. So I'm going to walk away. So if, if, if the kids never had that, time to come to get to 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 find really who God is trying to have their own experience with God getting to know God then that's my advice get to know God by um by yourself read your own bible don't wait until is your parents dragging you to the living room to have devotion mm-hmm. take some time you know take it like a step at a time and say god i want that personal relationship with you not you know my parents dragging me and everything so i can ex- experience you for myself cuz that's the only thing that's holding us here is because we've had that and a lot of um preachers kid is you know they they, they don't have that 
Mm-hmm. And another one is we need to be realistic as preachers, kids and preachers, wives. Like we need to be realistic. We are human also. Um, yes, we're doing everything that we can to be prudent, to live by the word, but um, we're not perfect. Right. Jesus never came for the perfect ones. He came for the imperfect. So we have to be realistic. So it's like they don't have that realistic environment, too, because if it's like, yeah, mom, I'm depressed. Okay, pray. That's not enough. Right. That's not enough. Me being in the behavioral and mental health, um, mental field, it's not enough. I'm a Christian who happens to be a psychologist and and an ABA. So it's not enough. Like there has to be something else added to that. So those are like the two advices that I I would give like any, you know, PKs out there struggling right now. Asia. And I, I would say like, um, don't worry so much. Mm-hmm. about people please please thank you yeah if you are if you are listening people did not put you in this world they did not create you they did right. not define you Preach. they did not give you your destiny your purpose thank you whatever he she him we whatever is saying doing don't get because that's that's what that's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants you to feel defeated. The enemy wants you to be upset. The enemy wants you in your feelings and wants you to mm-hmm. retaliate because if he can get your focus oh. off of God, mm-hmm. off of your off of him, then he can take your destiny away. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so silly and so easy like a, like a like an easy tactic for the devil to have but it works mm-hmm. it works yes. and it's yes. working and you can hear the testimony of it from all these people who are experiencing it because what happens is the voice of other people becomes louder than the voice of god mm-hmm. yeah and that is a problem because they can't do anything for you but they can they can lead you to hell or you can lead yourself honestly because it's putting it it's it's taking your fate and putting it in your own hands because mm-hmm. at this point you're saying what other people are doing what other people are saying is more important than what god says about me right right about my family is more important than what i have to do you know and it's just Please, if he or she is sitting in row five and they have something to say, who cares? Like it sucks. And I'm not going to say it's easy. It is hard. It is. Mm -hmm. It's so hard. But who cares? You're not taking them home. Mm -hmm. You know, they should have zero effect on your relationship with God. My other advice is just, I guess it's similar to what Carmita said, but just chase after God. Right. Like don't, don't just sit there and, and let things wash over you. It's okay to have questions. It's okay to ask those questions. It's okay to, to seek God and find God for yourself because I'm telling you, he's chasing after you so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we just we just be ignoring it. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I mean, but if if things if things get hard and 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 you're struggling with maybe a topic or something, ask questions, even if it's not even your own parents, you know, your own your own spiritual father. If you have somebody that you trust um who is knowledgeable um, in the word of God, you know, ask, please, because your ignorance sometimes can become your crutch, your downfall, Mm -hmm. 
And just because you didn't ask the question, just because you didn't seek the answer for yourself, you become complacent with what you don't know, what you don't understand. And understanding is such a a huge relevant part of relationship. If you're going to have a relationship with your father, God, understanding him is one of the biggest things you can do. If you don't mm-hmm. understand your God, you're right. you're not going to give two craps about him. Right. You know, so just don't be dis- don't be discouraged, you know, um, I, like there's there's so much that you miss out on, you know, because of silly things mm-hmm. silly things that don't matter mm-hmm. and i would i would just you know plead with my brothers and sisters to whoever is going through something whoever has questions whoever is just angry you know mm-hmm. like just angry because <laughs> you because right. you haven't figured it out yet or you know you or you, maybe you've even seen people being less christian than then you think that they should be or the expectations even that you put on your own self have patience for yourself mm-hmm. as well, you know, and, and whatever you're going through, have patience with yourself because, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Right, <laughs> sometimes, right. sometimes change doesn't happen overnight. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's a real process. We're human. Mm-hmm. We struggle. If, 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 you know, we wouldn't, need God so much, you know, if it wasn't like, what, what, what would be the purpose of having, (laughs) having God, you know? So why are we comparing ourselves or, and looking at other people who are just as equally human as, uh, why, 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 (laughs) you know, so just free yourself of that. So you guys are going to be good. Um, don't worry. We have a lot more coming for you. Uh, we have social media platforms that you guys can follow. We have Instagram, um, Twitter. We have Facebook. Um, our IG um, username is, you know, Confessions of PK. Twitter is Confessions underscore PK. And then you can follow us on Facebook at Confessions of a PK. So, you know, do not lose hope. Um, follow us on these platforms and, you know, we have words of encouragement. We have, you know, announcements on there for you. And um, I'm going to pass it to my big bro. Hey, um, I am so blessed to hear the stories of my amazing sisters. Um, it's It's been it's been awesome. Not, you know. One of the things that you know we're gonna we we're doing is this podcast is not gonna be a place where PKs are gonna come and complain and whine. That's this is not that's not the thought behind this project. We just needed a space that like-minded people that have been through like-minded trials and triumphs can come together. Um, who've been through the horrifics of life and the heroics of life can come together and and just share. Um, that's something I wanted to I, I want to end this with is um, growing up as a pastor's kid. It, 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 it's been a wonderful lifestyle for for me and for my siblings. Uh, it was an adventure and one that I personally gained a lot from. I, I always remember back to Ephesians chapter six, verse four, and he said to raise up a child in a discipline and in the instruction mm-hmm. of the Lord. And what I got to tell you, you know, Dorcas, Jude, myself, uh, Daniel, and I know for Asian, you know, we were definitely raised in the discipline and the instructions of the Lord. Um, <laughs> and I, I think it's, it's something that we we would never grow old of and and if, and if you're watching this or you're listening to this and you do not have a relationship with Christ, uh, I pray that you take this time and you sit down and you seek God and you pray and ask Him into your heart, ask Jesus into your heart right now. 
um, if you're looking for a community to worship with and you live in the New Jersey area, um, definitely uh, we, will, we will welcome you to House of Faith Ministries uh, in the New Brunswick area. Um, or find any Bible-believing church close to you. If in San Diego, the church I go to right here in California is All People's Church. Uh, we're right on University Avenue. And again, um, so far as you find a Bible-believing church, a church that will open up Christ to you. Uh, that's my prayer for you today. So that's what I want to leave you with today. That remember that everything that you've heard here today, one of the things I love what Carmita and Asia both said, even the cons of being a PK, even when they doubted Christ or they doubted your faith a little bit, they always came back mm-hmm. to the fact that God loves you. So we love you. We're very appreciative of each one of you. And we hope to see you next episode where we talk to two of our favorite people, uh, Jared and Ed. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Our brothers and sisters from different parents. Uh, Let's go. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to episode two of Confessions of a Pastor's Kid. Of course, a big thank you to Asia and Carmita for sharing their story with us. So you probably heard someone playing the piano during this episode. That was actually our dad. It's just one of those things that happens in our parents' home. Anyway, we have a lot in store for you guys, so make sure you join us next time as we talk to two great friends of ours, Jed and Ed. That episode is going to be dropping on Christmas Eve. So we'll see you guys then. Thanks. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Confessions of PK and on Facebook at Confessions of a PK. And it would be really great if you could share it with someone. Thanks.